Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. We're taking a look at the biggest news stories of the week. Of course, Mel Trisane is here to talk all things showbiz. Plus, international writer, broadcaster Max Rushton is here to talk Max Rushton. Unbelievable. And very special guest, comedian Reese Nicholson is here. What a lineup. Let's get to the news. We've got to start with that historic vote. It's time for the Car Park of the Year Awards. Yes, the Car Park of the Year Awards. And what a magical night it was. I am so thrilled to be here. It's been such a big year for car parks. It's been a massive year for car parks, hasn't it? I thought 2022 was a bit bigger, but anyway. (laughs) The winner was a university Mm. car park, and what a wonderful announcement. Unfortunately, the car park can't be here to accept the award. Had to send a bike rack in to accept the award. No, the yeah. But the winner did receive a lovely no standing ovation, so that was a lovely, a lovely touch. Of course, the other big vote this week. The voice referendum. The voice decision. Australia decides. Yes, the voice referendum held on Saturday. Across Australia, everyone was talking about the voice proposal. The voice proposal. The 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 proposal. While on Channel Seven. Proposal. You might think we're joking. This is real. This is 100% real. On Saturday night, Channel 7 showed the 2009 Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds rom-com, The Proposal. Yes, but they had a live voice tally in the top left-hand corner throughout the movie. You sure it wasn't the Rotten Tomatoes score for the yeah. movie? I don't know. Meanwhile, Channel 9 had full coverage of the voice how, vote. How was that? It was a little repetitive. They are standing by for us. As we look at them, let's set the scene. First, let's set the scene. Yeah, the scene is set. We've set the scene. Set. I got the sense someone at Channel 9 was in a real rush to get home. Very interesting on our 45th uh, proposed change to the Constitution. That's where we'll leave the... <laughs> Are you kidding? We don't need to set the scene. Yeah. Of course, millions of Aussies lined up at polling places across the country. To be asked a simple question. The question Australians will vote on the ballot paper is a relatively simple one. How many jelly beans are in this jar? <laughs> Two bucks for a guess. There you go, guys. It's a big question, and of course, Channel 9 had full coverage. Australia decides. The jelly bean count. The disinformation in that jelly bean campaign was crazy. Yes. Can we say that again? It's, um, yeah, interesting. A lot of teal jelly beans that played a, a real, a real <laughs> impact. After Lux Listings launch system. <laughs> That's amazing. The ABC provided extensive referendum coverage with live updates, results. Also, I want to show you this a rough map of Australia done by someone who has never seen Australia. What is that? I think it's a, a Chinese checkers board. I... <laughs> How many jelly beans was that? Anyway, we'll come back to that. So heading into the vote, what were the official polls saying? The yes vote is uh, slightly ahead, roughly 60-40. That's out of about 40 people that I've spoken to, so obviously not representative of the whole country. And I think we've got 60% voting no onions. Oh, well. is that right? <laughs> oh, is that right? Heading into the voice vote, the Prime Minister was confident the yes campaign had the numbers. I can assure you that the volleyballers of Glenelg Beach are voting yes. Wow. Stop the count. Stop the count. That is interesting. And, and if we just take a look at the map, yes, the, the Glenelg Beach volleyballers were the only volleyballers to vote yes. That is interesting. I love it. 
Those are volleyballs, correct them? Those are volleyballs, That's, yep. That is, how much time did you spend on that graphic? That is... <laughs> you can do a lot of things on Microsoft Paint, yeah. and um, I'll be honest, even the paperclip thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. But um, we got it done, there we go there. We'll keep you updated on the volleyball tally. Well, the campaigners were out on Saturday. Julian Lisa is here on the ground. He's handing out how to vote cards and also handing out biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are reaching the hundreds and thousands. It's amazing. Really? <laughs> and the, the no campaign were handing out iced no-nos. Oh, wow. Which, um, which was... Um... Are we getting a live reaction to that joke? Could we just see the figures now? OK, yes, but... Well, no, 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 no. That wasn't that bad. I think the ACT liked it. We'll move on. But there was lots of food there prepared by volunteers. I like this chef clearly trying to avoid infringing on McDonald's copyright. Tell me, what's cooking this morning? Uh, we have some fabulous uh, egg and bacon uh, rolls. That's it. <laughs> We've got a, a large mac and a joyful meal. Yes. And, of course, the burgers are better at ha this polling place. Yes. Yeah. Well done to the volunteers behind the barbecues. Feeding them all was busy work for some. A bit of sauerkraut, some gherkin, some mustard. Yes, the traditional democracy sauerkraut um, <laughs> as well, by the way. If there was a gherkin referendum, I think we'd all vote no. There's no oh, have I touched a nerve? <laughs> There's no doubt this referendum has seen so many people volunteer across the country. There's never been a campaign in Australia's history that's had as many volunteers, um, so many so that when I tried to volunteer today, there wasn't actually anything for me to do but eat a sausage. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for your service. Thank you for your service. Well, look, at the end of the day, this was a major moment in our history, and I think it was Christy Cooper from Sunrise who summed it up best. Everyone's got different opinions on what today means to them, guys. Yep, they sure do. OK, thanks for that, Christy. Well, a... <laughs> well said, well said. Of course, The Voice wasn't the only major political story of the last few weeks. The Chief Minister was hit in the face with a pancake. <laughs> the Northern Territory Chief was hit in the head with a democracy pancake. Yes. <laughs> or was it a pancake? The Chief Minister cops a crepe to the face. A crepe? It's a crepe now, is it? Yes. She was protesting the voice to the Pancake Parliament, um, <laughs> which is part of the no, cam part of the no campaign. <laughs> I would go to a map, but Microsoft Paint crashed. And... <laughs> so the accused aggravator spoke to the media after the incident. So you stand by what you did to the Chief Minister yesterday? It's an error. It's a slight error. A cream pie is not an assault. A cream pie is not an assault. A cream pie is not an assault. <laughs> I have that as a lower back tattoo, actually. <laughs> wow. I reckon we move on. Can we move on. That lady fronted a Darwin court during the week with her supporters out the front. Outside, they sat with signs, one saying, not all heroes use crepes. Well done. <laughs> I, sta I stand with Susie. Crepe Suzette, we might call her. That's, a dish, that's a dish, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to our new segment, Is That a Dish? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, and look, look, let's check in with one of our favourites. I know we've got a lot of news to get through, but I want to touch base with a friend of the show, one of my favourites, Channel 7 Central Queensland's gardening guru, Neil Fisher. G'day and welcome to my garden. This week, I'm actually at Rockhampton Airport. That's not your garden. <laughs> that is not your garden. That's an airport. <laughs> Moving on, and some good news this week. 
celebrations as journalist Cheng Lei spends her first night back in Australia after three years in a Chinese prison. This is massive news. Yes, it is massive. Fantastic news. She was brought home to Australia thanks to work by the government, the Department of Foreign Affairs and... The Sunrise Mystery. Yes. Thank you, Sunrise. <laughs> interesting, having spent time with Sunrise, she asked to go back to the Chinese prison, <laughs> which is interesting. Which is interesting yeah. um, we are understanding in the newsroom that Miss Lei is now in Melbourne with... Her two children, whom she hasn't held in more than three years. Wow. They grow up so fast. Yes. <laughs> of course, when Miss Lay touched down on Australian soil, she was met by senior Australian officials. She was met at the airport by... G'day and welcome to my garden. Well done, We've got to take a break. Back with more of the cheap seats right after this. Let's see what's making news. Whoa! A group of friends making their way home after a night out are lucky to be alive after a Ford Ranger crashed into a stationary car before mounting a footpath in Sydney. We'll hopefully lose our friend in just a moment. We'll kick off with the news. Well, today marks 53 years since... Since King Kong stormed the Nine News building. It's unbelievable. All right, let's move on and let's see what's making news in Adelaide. These days it's hard to imagine life without them, but when mobile phones were first introduced in Adelaide, they were huge and ferociously expensive. So they've stopped reporting the news. They're just going back to 1987. Yes. <laughs> let's take a look. Why did we need the kayak phone? <laughs> Look, phones have come a long way. In 1987 came the first brick phones. Telephony had come a long way. He was pulled over for speed dialing. Was he so really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Look, it was a revolutionary moment. But Adelaide's game-changing launch didn't all go to plan. Telecom State Manager John Huston showed you can still get into more strife than the early settlers when he first dialed a wrong number and then jammed the buttons trying to call Lord Mayor Steve Condus, who was suspended in a balloon in the South Parklands. <laughs> there is so much to so unpack. Much to unpack. <laughs> you know the modern iPhone launches? I'd love for them to be on top of a tower with a little hot air balloon. Wouldn't that be more fun? So there's officially no news in Australia. Well, it's been a very big week in New Zealand, so it's time for a special edition of... <laughs> special edition? <laughs> what? Why have we got... What is a special edition of Across the Ditch? It is much longer. Oh. <laughs> there is some big news across the ditch. Poo-eating bugs have been deployed into Auckland's wastewater. Yes, poo-eating bugs. There's trouble with Auckland sewage, or in other words... More poo is coming to waters near you. Water News Hub. I just ask for sparkling. Like, I don't... Yes. But it has been Make sure a... you swim between the brown flags. Yes. <laughs> but it has been a big week across the yes. ditch. The New Zealand election was on Saturday between Labor's Chris Hipkins and National's Christopher Luxon. It was a massive night and massive coverage. We not only have the best analysis on offer for you tonight, but we also have state-of-the-art graphics to help us interpret the results. State-of-the-art graphics? Let's take a look at those graphics. Down. Oh, bloody! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it 
with a laser kiwi. special for 2023. Oh, my gosh. Laser kiwi. They also had a giant poo-eating bug. Did they really? So at the end of the day, what was the result? Well, it was a big win for the National Party, or in other words... We've got a big, big, big blue wave coming. It could be a blue NAMI. When the blue NAMI is on, it is a blue NAMI. This is what happens when there is a blue NAMI. Just blue NAMI. The blue NAMI is on. If it's a blue NAMI. Yes. Yes. A blue NAMI. I would have gone with a poo NAMI. But anyway, meanwhile, for the Labour Party... Slow drip of red. It's not even a puddle. It's not even acceptable to call it a puddle, what's happening out here. That red wave has become a puddle. Okay. Look, it is election night. It is all about the numbers. And the food. You've got some pretty good snacks here tonight. $60 worth of snacks. Some chippies. Some sushi. Sausages. Pork and fennel sausages. Bread rolls and sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. On sausage roll watch now. I've already passed on crayfish risotto. Lamb and chicken. Chicken, chicken. Chicken. Chicken beef with fish. What did we have earlier? Some ceviche. We've just had a delivery of pizza. 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 Four pizzas. And a glass of champagne. 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 It might be Prosecco. The wine bar is flowing. I'm going to come to you in a second, Stuart Nash, and I'm also going to come to you in a second, Paula Bennett, but I want to show you my biscuit first. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Is it an election or a food festival? I, I got really hungry watching that, actually. <laughs> but across New Zealand, reporters were covering the big occasion. Nick Truebridge is live from the Duke of Marlborough, where Winston Peters is due to arrive shortly. I'm getting on Well, it was a massive night. What about some of the minor parties? Well, it was a rough campaign trail for the leader of ACT, David Seymour. We'll continue to destroy the environment. You've had your say now. Now, would it be okay if I continue talking to these guys? Would that be a respectful way to continue? We'll stand in the background. And stand in the background, they did something. Was staying optimistic. I actually think it's a wonderful thing. It's yes. a wonderful thing. <laughs> Sounds like something a fucking idiot would say. No. <laughs> hey, look, he he gets down, but he gets up again. Yeah. And, in the words of Chumbawamba. <laughs> Look, other reporters were outside the two main party leaders' house. Their okay. numbers were dropping. We we're going to go to, to Amanda Gillies right Amanda. now, yeah. who yeah. is with Christopher Luxon outside of his house. Amanda. I think we've got some movement there. Let's check in. Hi, Amanda. Uh, Ryan and Sam. No sign of Christopher Luxon <laughs> at this point. But the pizzas are nearby, yes. which is good. Any update on Carmen San Diego? <laughs> what? We're in the world of Carmen San Diego. You don't remember that game? I don't know what that is. Oh. I didn't know what Crepe Suzette was a minute ago, so. You were the one who brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what comes that one out. Who's, who's Carmen what? Carmen San Diego. We're in the world of Carmen San Diego. It's a game you try Just to Just repeating the title doesn't tell me what it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Meanwhile, outside Chris Hipkins' house... Is there any sign of him, Baz? No sign of Chris Hipkins yet, but I can answer the question that's on everyone in New Zealand's mind right now. Yes, there are sausage rolls. <laughs> that, that is tremendous news, Baz. Tremendous news. Yes. Great update. I'm starting to think that red puddle was just tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> Many were waiting for Hipkins to emerge after some pretty bad numbers for the Labour Party. Great um, Yeah, we're waiting for Chris, Hipton, Chris Hipkins to come out of his house. So dire, he's living in his van. Wow. So, <laughs> that's really tough. Good news, that van won reverse parallel park of the year. <laughs>
So New Zealand has a new leader and all eyes are on the incoming Prime Minister. The new, this it's is the rough. new Prime Minister coming in and he is arriving at National Party headquarters in Auckland. We're going live there right now to these live pictures. This will be your 42nd Prime Minister, the national leader. No, that's Nancy Davies, our wonderful <laughs> producer. Actually. It's a Nancy Nami. Wow. It was a massive day for the National Party and for their deputy leader, Nicola Willis. I'm so fortunate. Uh, today I got to go and see the Northland Amateur Theatre Society production of Peter Pan. Wow. In which three of our children starred. And of course, yeah. that was the major event of the day. So celebrations for the National Party. And for the Labour Party. We'll start at Labour's headquarters where Benedict Collins is tonight. Benedict, a bit of a sombre vibe there. Yeah, sombre might be overstating it a little bit even. Um, this really is sad school. Um, look, people haven't really even hung around. They've packed up. There were a few uh, beer bottles on a table here behind me, but even they've gone home. <laughs> even the beer bottles have gone home. I get knocked down. down. <laughs> I get up again. So a dramatic election night, and I think Paddy Gower summed it up best. Well, roses are red. Labour is too, but the message from the New Zealand public, look at this, 33 seats. The message from the New Zealand public is, Chris Hipkins, people don't really like you. Not enough of them anyway. Not, not the best ending. Yes, the rhyming scheme was a bit off. How do we make that poem a little bit better? Roses are red, Labour is too. More poo is coming to waters near you. And that was... We're going to take a break. Back with more in the cheap seats right after this. Welcome back to the Chief Seats. Time for a head of showbiz news to take us through it all. Would you please welcome our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresina. Lovely to see you, Mel. Lovely to see you. Thank you for fitting me in after your special edition of Across the Ditch. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a lot of uh, time there for that one, but anyway. Yes. And we've got to get to Love Island, don't we? <laughs> oh, yes, we do. We've got to get to an ad break. Special edition. Yes. <laughs> Mel, what have you been watching this week? Let's start with the Amazing Race Celebrity Edition. Thankfully, they put Celebrity Edition, because otherwise we wouldn't know. Thankfully, yeah. uh, <laughs> they put Amazing in there as well. Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful program. Now, this week I'm a little worried about past Survivor contestant George and his sister, that they aren't on the same page. Travel to Tanjung Ru Beach and search for boat. Your next pit stop, hurry, the last team to arrive may be eliminated. All right, let's okay. go. <laughs> clever, because if they don't arrive as a team, they can't be eliminated. Yeah. Very clever. Uh, meanwhile, someone might want to check that host Bo Ryan has a working with children's check. They'll be playing the ancient Indian game Gilly Dander, from which modern day cricket is derived. All right, who's ready? Come on! <laughs> it was an amazing race to the hospital. No, it's all right, that kid's fine. Uh, to the most brutal celebrity television show going around, SAS Australia, where celebrities undergo SAS training, but that's not even the hardest part. Tonight, high-rise panic. Take a look down. I don't want to. Ah! the harsh business of camp life. Has anyone knocked him since we've been here? <laughs> wow. Those poor New Zealand poo bugs must be starving. <laughs> 
to the Masked Singer, where a giant blue monster called Tiny sung Post Malone's Wrapped Around Your Finger. The song choice had Husey guessing this. You know it's no Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah, no Post Malone. I'm getting a Post Malone vibe. <laughs> that was a Post Malone song. Is that a, is that a Post Malone song? <laughs> I hope no one sings anything from Prince or Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, over to the feel-good show that makes me laugh and cry at the same time, the ABC's Old People's Home for Teenagers. This week, the group were tasked with a memory game of repeating a list of grocery items. Flowers, zucchini, onion. Oh, God. No, that's not bad. <laughs> it's like getting your husband to do the grocery shopping. Am I right? Is that, is that offending you, Tim? It also interesting, he forgot the sauerkraut, the gherkin, <laughs> the pancakes. Uh, over to the Kardashians on Disney+, Plus, where Kim was invited to do a talk at Harvard University. Wow, you're at Harvard. What? Like, it's hard? <laughs> as hard as it was for her to wink. Yeah. She passed with double D grades. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't think Sister Chloe... Sorry, that sounded like she was a nun. I don't think her Sister Chloe is going to be asked to speak at Harvard anytime soon. Why am I always so hungry? <laughs> I, I reckon because you're, you're eating drinks. But anyway... So one of them is speaking at Harvard and the other is speaking to a fridge. Is that, is that what we're doing? <laughs> Interesting, Mother Superior Chris Jenner came in and um, <laughs> spoke to the rest of the convent. <laughs> And that's confident with a K, I'm assuming. Oh, very good. There we go. There we go. Impressive. There we go. Okay, now we are going to talk about Love Island okay. because a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no, better stay. A couple of weeks ago. Just his audition tape is getting rejected. Who would have thought you could be too white for Channel Nine? It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that Love Island Australia is making a return. Yes. And now I'm really excited because we're also getting Love Island games. What? So it's a competition <laughs> show with all our favourite past islanders. Let the games begin. I'm back, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Never seen her before in my life. <laughs> so is... Are we talking Squid Game? Sort of <laughs> Game of Thrones? What are we talking? Now, it features islanders from the UK, Europe, even Australia. It would be so fun to fall in love with somebody who's not from America. Let's hope the girls like an Aussie accent and they can get down under. Oh. <laughs> I'm going back home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, Taylor Swift's The Errors Tour concert movie has come out worldwide on Friday. Errors Tour concert movie. There's too much going on there. It really rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, now, Beyonce attended the movie premiere and this boomerang of the two of them is all over my socials. There they are, just Beyonce throwing... You're bringing the boomerang back. Yeah. Do you know, do you know... yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess a boomerang always comes back. That's <laughs> When we showed that phone from the 1980s, I didn't think that would be the oldest thing we showed. A boomerang. <laughs> wow. No, I think they did a boomerang so you couldn't see the 16-year-old cinema staff member having to clean up all the popcorn Beyonce is throwing oh, yeah. <laughs> They did an interesting vine as well. Have you got that? Or, uh... <laughs> now, if you don't know what the film is, it's a filmed version of Taylor Swift's Eras concert. So if you're wondering whether you should attend, this is what you're signing up for.
I would just wait for it to come out on Netflix. But anyway. <laughs> so the other big Taylor Swift news is that she's dating American NFL player Travis Kelsey. Now, Taylor has been seen watching the game with Travis's mum. So Good Morning America caught up with Travis's mum to get the inside scoop. What was she like? What was yeah. it? I mean, you, so you got to know her a little bit. You got to see with a couple games. How was it? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Something tells me her future mother-in-law is not a Swifty. We both met her, and she's, we've always sort of just been delighted by her way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did, did, did Travis say, Mom? What she wanted to say was, they are never, ever getting back together. Yeah. There you go. And finally, Gwyneth Paltrow featured on Vogue's 73 Questions. Did you know that she's a polyglot and can speak several languages? Uh, can you say anything in any language? Um, I can say, uh, fiche-moi la paix. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It means, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Vogue's 73 questions, wrapped up in 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that sparked my attention was how she uses her Academy Award. What a beautiful voice. <laughs> that was incredible. And what a beautiful Academy Award. My doorstop. <laughs> We would never treat our Logie like a doorstopper. It's actually much better as a back scratcher. Give us that. Give us that back. <laughs> Give us that back, Claudia. That's why we can ask for entertainment. So, would you please thank Mel Zasina? <laughs> welcome back to the cheap seats. And it's time for our very special guest. Please welcome Reese Nicholson. Reese Nicholson. Reese Nicholson. This better be good now, okay. Would you please welcome comedian Reese Nicholson? Love to see you, Reese. This is not a swivel chair. I was going to say that is really very impressive. Love to see you, Reese. I started doing it and I just kept committing. <laughs> well, it is great to have you here. So Thank much you. to talk to you about. But a yeah. massive congratulations. It's been a massive year for you. You yeah. got married. I just got married. Yeah. Yeah. From your outfit as head prefect. I know. I realised <laughs> how much I look like a privately educated. Like, hey, you want to do something awful and have our dads cover it up? Um, the wedding. The wedding. Yeah, sorry. You just were on your honeymoon. Uh, yeah. The wedding looked like a pretty understated affair. Yeah. Just the ten glitter cannons. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it was just a gentle little party we had at the Enmore Theatre in Sydney. My husband, Kyron. Uh, yeah, we did it. it I, I've only found this out recently. Uh, it was on a Sunday. Apparently, the Sunday project had trouble booking hosts because they were all at my wedding. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, Steve, you know, Steve Price couldn't make it, but the, uh, <laughs> we asked him to officiate it and he seemed into it. You asked every comedian basically in town, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They all came. They all... It did look like a charity event. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, is this a make-a-wish? Oh, no. <laughs> Um, Did you get an invite? Oh, she must have got lost in the Yeah, must have, must have got lost We didn't want to affect all the Channel 10 yeah, shots. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> fair enough. That is fair enough. Yeah. Well, look, before the wedding, you were excitingly on our screens with our very own Melanie Bracewell in Thank God You're Here. Oh. If you missed it... <laughs> Look, we, we do know 
each other quite well, but yeah. I think at that moment we connected on a deeper level. Yeah, yeah. it was a yeah. very special time for us. Uh, yes. It was, yeah, because in those scenes you just kind of just go and we just got real close. Very, yes. very. I like how afterwards you came up to me and you went, was that okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's important to check for consent after. Good, you know, tip. That's... Good tip. Now, you also, you also had fun in the solo scene where you played an ancient Roman. Let us toast to your safe return with this. Yeah? The nectar of the gods, or as you might call it... Midori. <laughs> Of choice. <laughs> yeah, I did, it, I grew up in Newcastle, and Midori was a real. That was a real thing for us. I think yeah. in the kind of like early. T someone in the audience. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Midori illusions. Anyone remember those things? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've thrown up so many times. Beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. You had a lot of fun with some of the cast members. Your Majesty, it was not an easy battle. The Gauls had catapults and flaming arrows. Our men had only. Who's this? <laughs> Just having a go at the crew? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, get out of here. Yeah. It is. You automatically, I think, maybe we had a similar experience, you go through these motions in, that, in those scenes where you kind of go like, oh, you get a laugh, and then you get a bit, like, arrogant in there, and you start just like, you're just like I'm going to fight all of you guys. Yeah. I'm going to win. Well, you did win. I did, you yeah. The Wild, like I grew up watching that show, or like kind of in my late teens or something. How old am I? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not many people know this, but I'm very young and quite beautiful. Um, but the, but to win, I was blown away by, I was starstruck by the set, and then to get to win, it was very nice. It where was, is yeah. that? Where is that trophy now? It's sitting. There's a. I'm very lucky that I've won a couple of awards, and it's sitting in there. It'll be one of the first things I grab. If, um, although to be honest, looking at it, it it'll survive a fire. <laughs> Well, you are, you are doing lots at the moment. It's not just thank God you're here. We saw this on your Instagram. This is you with fellow comedian Joel Creasy. Yeah, we're starting an OnlyFans. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. It's, it's Christmas themed. Right. <laughs> it's just all, it's an all year, it's like one of those weird Christmas shops you see. Um, <laughs> all year? Uh, no, we're doing, Joel and I are doing a tour together. We, we did it last year. It's, a, it's called uh, Reese and Joel's Family Christmas. It's like a big variety kind of show and we're going all over the country from late November into December. And it's just like, we're calling it Karen's by Candlelight. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's kind of just like your favourite drunk aunties getting blind in big theatres and there's like a bunch of special guests. And yeah, we're very excited about doing it. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You also got another exciting thing happening. What, you... another plug? Oh, Me? Yeah. You know, you know. I, I was just here to hang out. You know, we're not on the shopping network, do you? Yeah. This is not. Um, you but... have a, you and can... you can buy one of these. No, you can't. Um, you can't. You, you can't. No, just We've says... tried. <laughs> not you... for individual resale, it yeah. says on the net. You have a book coming out at the I end of the month. You can... This book? <laughs> Oh, look, it's mostly erotica. Um, <laughs> it's just that, well, I wanted to write, um, you know, I wanted to write this little story about, uh, like, a wizard uh, going to school, but it turns out that's already happened. Yes. Uh, was, oh, what about, like, a Harvard professor travelling around the world just trying to solve an eight... Uh, that's already happened. Yes. Um, We're uh, trying to find a woman with a big red hat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a... Is that a... Uh, no, 
it's a book of essays. I, I wanted to write like a thing that's just like you, it's kind of one of those pick up and kind of like just read a little thing and it's got recipes in it. It's called Dish. It's, what was most exciting to me is you get to like dedicate it to someone. Like, oh, you can yeah, like fantastic. you kind of. I know. The, all right, careful. Um, <laughs> I like how you keep flicking through it. Like this I'm, is quite a good read. Well, because <laughs> Chat, Chat GPT wrote a lot of it, so I'm not really. <laughs> but you, you did get to dedicate the book to someone special in yeah. your life. Uh, I dedicated it to my grandmother, and I said, "For my granny Nancy, she's alive. Don't panic. Um, <laughs> granny, please, please, do not read this book." I thought that's a, as a warning. Why don't you want your grandma to read the book? Well, because there's a lot of there's a, there's a whole. But I mean, there's a, there's a did recipe in there for weed cookies. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, excitingly, apparently your grandma has read the book. Oh, no. And here's her review. Sex, food and drink. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> That's good. That's Nancy. Reese's Book Dish is available for pre-sale and tickets are on sale now for Reese and Joel's family Christmas. Would you please thank Reese Nicholson? <laughs> So would you please welcome international podcaster, writer, radio and television host from Stan Sport, it's Max Rushton! Thank you, Max. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great to be back. You are a... First time. <laughs> you are a massive sports fan. I am. Lots happening in the world of sport. Mm. Where do we start? Let's start with the drama of the Cricket World Cup. Mm. Well done to Australia, who won their first game last night. Many congratulations to you. You don't care. <laughs> uh, I know that. Wonderful footage. Um, here Taking just... on the mighty yeah. Sri Lanka. Um... That's big. Yeah, I'm obviously delighted um, being an English cricket fan, although I have a son who is, to all intents and purposes, Australian, so I sort of... <laughs> Hedge, hedge my bets yeah. on that. So and, of course, England playing very well, had a dominant loss against Afghanistan. Flying. Afghanistan, known as the greatest cricket team yes. on earth, isn't That's it? That's right. Um, I've got some clips to do. Can I...? Can I...? <laughs> because, because I'm... Sorry, sorry. I've got places to be. Oh, sorry, no, you go ahead. We're really we'll busy guys. We'll do some emails. <laughs> I'd like to apologise for being a bit pushy. That's right. Apology, that okay? apology noted. Right. <laughs> Back to cricket. It's basically been a disappointing start for both of our teams, but this is a positive programme. It is. Right? It's a very upbeat programme, so yeah. I've managed to dig out the best bits from Australian and England's performances. <laughs> this is Steve, Steve Smith with a um, caught and bold track. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is a regulation chance for Joss Butler. <laughs> David Boone, picked by Australia for some reason, controversially, he's struggling with this one in the gully. <laughs> Come on, David. It's a Come on, David. He's got it. He's got it. He's he's got got it. it. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. Why come up with new stuff when you can show a man throwing a ball at someone else's crotch? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. If this goes well, what's next for me? Does it like do I get that seat on the end of the project where you don't say anything? Is that the next, <laughs> Is that the next step for me? My, do you know my real fear? I can't even get that when everyone's not? at Reese's wedding. Know. Yes. <laughs> do you know what Reese's wedding was absolutely sensational and I only meant earlier today. <laughs> I was smashed on Madura, whatever that is. <laughs> Um, yes, under the Rugby World Cup. Yes, like that? yeah. I, I'm a football fan, yes. right? So it pains me to say it, but we all know that football fans are all violent psychopaths. <laughs> and the one great thing about rugby is the behaviour of the fans, right? It's exemplary, right? Look at these England supporters just having the best time during their quarter-final win over Fiji. They're just having a nice time, <laughs> dressed in a <appropriately. laughs> 
Pirates, or? I think it's the French Revolution. Oh, right. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, um, the semi-finals are England v South Africa and Argentina versus New Zealand. Best of luck to you. Thank um, you. I'm in the squad. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great win for the All Blacks in their quarter-final against Ireland. My favourite moment was in the press conference before the match. Just watch Will Jordan on the right here trying to find the journalist that asked the question. Fine. So, um, if I can is. just ask you about okay. the man where, to your left. Where are they? Uh, Will He's is from... very good. Choice oh. going with where are they? Where's this voice coming from? His there he is. There he is. I tell you, it's like trying to find Carmen San Diego. <laughs> where in the world? Where in the world? You get it. Where in the you world? <laughs> we need to put out a fact sheet. Hate <laughs> to football, then. Um, I like football. First time Socceroos played at Wembley, the home of football. Uh, interesting fact, until this weekend, more Aussie Rugby League players had played there. Um, that's an interesting fact, uh, if you like facts. You guys were quite good in quite a boring game. England won 1-0, but it does bring us to the Socceroos manager, Graham Arnold. And as you guys know, every time I'm on this show, we do the world-famous segment, Max Russian throws the clips of Socceroos manager Graham Arnold having a go at people and things. And actually, when I'm walking the streets or when I'm in IGA paying $78 for some blueberries, people are always stopping me and saying, <laughs> hey, Max, when are you next going to do the world-famous segment, Max Russian throws the clips of manager Graham Arnold having a go at people and things on the cheap seats? And I tell them, whenever I get the opportunity, it's what I live for, it's what I spent my whole career building towards. It's my everything. It gives me great pleasure to bring you the world-famous segment. Here it is. <laughs> Here is Graham Arnold having a go at the Prime Minister. We see the Prime Minister and the government say love coming out to watch, you know, the Matildas and the Socceroos with scarves on, but they must lose them when they go home. That was the world-famous segment. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm in a two-hour park. <laughs> and that did win of the year. Oh, it did, yeah. <laughs> That's the reason I emigrated was overlooked for hosting the car park yeah. of the year. To Ange Postacoglu News Now, he's the cuddliest bear in football, the second greatest man on earth after Craig Foster, my co-host on Stan Sports, stand.com.au. No, <laughs> But Ange Postacoglu... He has been named the EPL Premier League manager for the second month running. That is, the, like, he's done it every month. He could possibly win it. Well done, Ange. Everyone in the UK is struggling uh, to deal with a manager who talks like a normal person. Because it has... <laughs> it has it, it's just never happened before, yeah. And his press conferences are brilliant. Uh, here he is a couple of weeks ago talking about being a Liverpool fan. Like any kid, I, I had the posters up on my wall and, um, you know, um, Liverpool was, was my team and... Uh, but, you know, you, you grow up and things change. Uh, you know, I used to love happy days back there too. But, you know, <laughs> I don't have posters of Fonzie on my wall either, so... Of course, the Fonz got back to him. Henry Winkler here, a.k.a. the Fonz. So if I signed a poster for you right now, would you put it back on your wall? That is the question. Fair dinkum. On that note, we've got to take a break. You can see more of Max on Stan Sports, UEFA Champions League and Europa League coverage. Would you please thank Max Rushton? <laughs>
Are we being roasted by our own show? What's going on? Anyway, welcome back to The Cheap Seats. Let's get an update. G'day, g'day, g'day. And we're going to go back to Dudes, who's visiting the set of Cats the Musical in Sydney's North this morning. Have you got your whiskers on yet, Dudes? Meow! Meow! <laughs> meow! And meow! <laughs> I... I actually think that was better than the film. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this. Can we see more? Amazing. Now, uh, Mel, who's the host of The Cheap Seats, oh. she's very good at uh, being a cat oh. and licking milk. Mm. How are you uh, being a cat? Oh, look, I think I do a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> For those who might not be aware of what we're talking about, let's see it again. <laughs> Amazing. Having a delicious crepe, Suzette. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. And look, it's well documented that weather reporters on breakfast TV have to do embarrassing things. And I'm less disturbed by what Sam Mack is doing here and more disturbed by Shervo's reaction. Hey, here we go. So, so add that to the list, eating dog food. Very good. <laughs> good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Moving on, let's see what's happening in Queensland. The crocs are getting very salty at Queensland Crocodile Farm for the strangest of reasons. Low-flying helicopters and thunderstorms are known to set the males off into a mating frenzy. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> some more details. I need some stimulus and the stimulus is generally heavy rain, uh, thunder is great and lightning is fabulous because that's all an aphrodisiac to a crocodile. Really turns them on, both male and female. I think John's getting a bit turned on there talking about them. No, well done. So what's the advice? Experts are urging people to be wary in croc habitat. Just use croc-wise behaviour when you're in and around crocodile environments. So stay back from the water, away from the water's edge. It's like if you go up to a, a mother and try and uh, take a child, she'll whack you over the head with a handbag. And, and crocodiles, they don't have a handbag, they, they just have teeth. You know when you try and kidnap a child? Yes. Traditionally, the crocs are the handbags, so it's a bit of a confusing, <laughs> confusing metaphor. But let's move on, because it's time to take a trip to the pharmacy for... What's on in the warehouse? And let's see what's happening in the warehouse this week. In today's episode, we talk night cream, constipation and ear cleaning. Sorry, what did you say? I said uh, in... only joking, I heard you. <laughs> All this and more of my great gags on today's What's On In The Warehouse. <laughs> She can't hear you, she's too constipated. Yeah. <laughs> Good gag, Mel. <laughs> There's lots of great products at the warehouse. It contains tribulus, traditionally used in Ayurvedic medicine as an aphrodisiac to promote healthy libido in men. Horny goat weed, used in traditional Chinese medicine to support a healthy libido. <laughs> I prefer low-flying helicopters yes. and thunderstorms yes. myself. But a, this is a horny a goat... frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> a great... Horny goat weed, it boosts male libido, which is why I was curious 
when I saw what Marianne was buying. Visit us in store to make the most of the buying. products and prices. Oh, Shop oh online and make the most of the convenient click and collect services. Chemist Warehouse is open seven days till she lunch, so come of... check out the complete range today. She's got <laughs> she's got two. Two, two. two bottles of horny goat weed. That is one horny goat. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> That's all the time we have. We'll see you next week right here in the Chief League.